You have not seen it when Waylon tries to give me a lesson. That doesn't go well. Oh, either. let's Ooh. hear about this. Let's hear about this. How's it? <laughs> Tell us more about it. Uh, well, we've just decided that that should not happen anymore because it was leading to fights. Oh. <laughs> It, 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 it's not a question of like knowledge or anything. It's just, it's tone. I don't like your tone. What do you mean by that? Yeah. Yeah. I have nothing, I have nothing to say about like what he was saying to me. It's like when he'll say it to me, like if I'm going to a jump, he'll say something to me four strides away from the jump, which takes my, my focus away from what I'm doing. Mm. So I'm like, you can't say it to me then. <laughs> uh, my, my timing has never been that good. Welcome to the Major League Eventing Podcast, the show for eventing fans by eventing fans. And as usual, we'd like to thank our sponsor, Mane and Tail, Karen. We, we love Mane and Tail. We love Mane and Tail. We absolutely love Mane and Tail. You know who else loves Mane and Tail, Karen? Caroline Martin. Caroline Martin. Caroline is on with us. I think I'm the number one fan, to be honest, guys. I swear, I've been using the product since I was seven years old. And they're actually a local company uh, where I live in Pennsylvania. So they really have a special place in my heart. And people would not believe amount of products they make you know you always think mane and tail the shampoo and conditioner well they make the tangler they make this killer shine on spray that makes the horse's coat look amazing they have spray and braid they have everything you don't have to go anywhere else to buy products they're affordable they're a family-run company like and they're just the nicest group of people so i could not think of a better company to go out and support so if you have a horse please only buy mane and tail they're just they go above and beyond, and they give back so much to the community. So they're they're honestly the best company I've ever worked with. So we love them. Yeah, we, we, we love them, and too. that's all I use. Yep, that's, that's all, all we that's use. That's what gives me my <laughs> shine in my hair. So, so Caroline, do you use it in your own hair? Yeah, yes, absolutely. Yes, we both do. I use all right. <laughs> Even our dogs use it. Even our dogs, absolutely. Well, we have one dog with really oh. bad hair, Carolina. So he uses the uh, the the Protec line stuff because he has bad coat. So it fixes oh. it right up. Yep. So see, just another benefit of main tail. They seriously, they make anything you need. So absolutely, and nothing would test, nothing would drug test. They're just, they just go above and beyond. They are the best. So, all right. Well, thanks a lot, main and tail, and thank you, Caroline, for joining us for that little spot. And Karen, we have another reviewer of the week. Karen, five star reviewer. Yes, we do. This is from. I hope I'm saying it right. G Knoflock. Uh, they say my favorite podcast ever in caps hey you it's so great to listen to about where everyone came from and how they get to where they are now so inspirational educational and always entertaining i love to listen in the car on slow days at work and when i'm riding my horse thank you that is awesome karen it sure is i love it so thank you so much for that review on apple podcast that was uh fantastic we sure do appreciate we it. love it so, Karen, the reviewer of the week this week is G. Knopflock. G. Knopflock, thank you so much. Shop, 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 shop. Shop Major League Event, right, Karen? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> In your face with the shop. 
So yeah, just so excited. We're la launching the, the, the store again. Uh, you know, we already had the hats. We, we still have the hats. We have the cool t-shirts, Karen. Mm -hmm. We have the cool phone cases. Oh yeah. Right? Oh yeah. So we have all types of different Major League Eventer shirts um, in men's and ladies cuts. Yes, and even uh, youth. And even youth. If you just go ahead, link is in the show notes, check it out. And uh, we hope that you find something you like in there. Thanks a lot. I'm Karen. And I'm Rob. Karen, super excited for this couples episode yes. of the Major League of Any podcast. Yes. So we have two all-time favorite former guests of the show. Uh, if you remember back way back to episode number 38 uh, and episode number 68, and then again number 84. Four. So we yes. had uh, Jenny Karras was episode 38, Waylon Roberts was 68, and then again 84 on a Riders, Riders Roundtable. Jenny and Waylon, welcome to the welcome. show. Thank you for having hey, me. <laughs> you this is fantastic. We're herding cats here, Karen. No one <laughs> yes. can see each other. We're in three people, three different places. This is how we like it. Fun. So this is so exciting. Um, we saw a whole lot of new stuff with the websites and everything. So we said, look, we got to get these two back on, Karen. Yes, absolutely. So uh, before we get too far into this, uh, where is everybody at? Wayland, let's start with you. Where, where, where are you located right now? I am located in a... Speedway gas station in the middle of Michigan on my way to Grand Rapids. Uh, on my way to Grand Rapids to do some more teaching. Oh, <laughs> this, is, this is a pot's pit stop mid road trip to the <laughs> clinic. That's dedication. Yeah. At the Speedway. <laughs> At the Speedway. <laughs> well, thank you so much for taking the time out of that. Thank you so much. That's uh, we appreciate that you would that you would take that time out for us. And Jenny, how about how about you? What's your location? I am currently in Georgia, um, just resting up because I hurt my foot today. So um, taking it easy and have a, a doctor's appointment tomorrow. So, but um, what I read seven really? this morning, and then unfortunately got hurt, and then came home. My mom was nice enough to come down and get me because it's my driving foot. So, oh no. Um, yep, yeah, but part of horses. <laughs> doesn't sound doesn't sound I good. Bad luck. <laughs> no. Hopefully it's just bruised. Yes. Let's, let's just go with that. Oh boy. Hopefully. So we got a we got a doctor's appointment. We got no driving. So let's pray pray for Bruce. She's no driving. I've I've gotten I've been getting I've been getting foot pictures all day. Oh, that should be the profile picture of this of this episode. Should we set them? That'll be the opening picture. <laughs> That'll be a first for promoting podcast. It'll be a black and blue foot. <laughs> Jenny, hopefully you rest up. Tell us the truth. Where 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 are you actually talking to us from? I am um, upstairs in my parents' guest room <laughs> with my on on the bed uh, with my foot propped up and ice on it. Oh my gosh! Aww. Between the two of these guys, between Jenny being laid up and sticking to the interview, and Waylon stopping on his road trip, and I know that is not what you want to do is stop in the middle of getting somewhere. So you guys are the best. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. Oh. We wouldn't miss it. It's a good, it's a good rest because I've been teaching for twelve hours today, and I'm like, I'm oh whipped. I am I'm happy to be just chilling in the gas station parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's um, good. So, guys, we've seen there's a lot of things going on with you guys. Can you tell yeah. us what's been going on? Um, we see you have a new website called JWR Sport Horses. Yeah, go ahead, Jenny. Uh, okay. um, yeah, so we um, we got engaged in January 
and sort of had a talk over about what we what we wanted to do with our businesses because sort of until that point we were running our businesses sort of separately and um, last year I actually was in England for half the year and so my business I sort of you know it, it died down a bit when I was over there for six months and um, but then coming back and um, when we got engaged and everything Waylon and I talked about it and we thought we'd be you know we we met working together in a barn and so we've worked together before and sort of on and off all through our relationship. So we um, decided that we work well together and it would be for the best interest of us and our clients and the horses just to go in together and, and do it as a team. Awesome. So, and I think it's been working well. Teamwork yeah. makes the dream work. Yeah. <laughs> <There you laughs> well, congratulations on the engagement. So, and when's the wedding? Uh, when is the, the actual date of the wedding? Um, when is it the wedding? Waylon, you better be there. <laughs> July 25th. It's July 25th. Awesome. Fantastic. Okay. So, Thanks for the reminder. <laughs> no Tattoo teaching, it on your forehead. <laughs> no that wouldn't help. Uh, is, this, uh, is this an at-home wedding or is this like a destination? or? Um, it's just. Uh, it's close to where I grew up in Marietta, so it's um, in Georgia. So uh, it's about thirty minutes from my parents' house. Cool. So, and are we're you looking guys... forward to it? Hopefully, it's not too far for people to travel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. You're good. You're good. This time yeah. of year is perfect. Wow. And are the is 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 your business based out of Georgia now? Where or are you guys kind of? Last time we talked to Waylon, Waylon was kind of doing a nomadic thing. Yeah, and... yeah. We're down in uh, Opelika, Alabama. And uh, we're at uh, we're still at Lindsay Lanier's farm at uh, Flint Hill. She's got a beautiful facility down there, and uh, she's very generously hosting us there. And um, you know, so we're near Auburn University, and um, we're actually only like an hour and a half out of Atlanta. So it's a pretty central. <clears throat> it's a really central location, and like real close to the highway. So you know, we've had plenty of people sort of travel down to us because it's you know, an easy drive. And with all of this lockdown, you know, people have had a lot of time to get on the road and uh, get out with their horses. So, so yeah, it's, um, it's a great, great area. Lots of horses actually um, surprising, you know, you don't, when you think Alabama, you're not always thinking, uh, you're not always thinking a horse Mecca, which it's definitely no Mecca, but there's lots of, uh, there's lots of people that are hungry for help. And, um, you know, we're, we're, we're slowly starting to, make a good um you know a good good business of teaching lessons and um and getting new people involved absolutely you would not believe this but like i'm not surprised that you said there's a lot of horse people atlanta georgia is our number one atlanta is our number one down most downloaded podcast city in all the world so really yeah yeah. and number two number two there's lots of horses around here yeah. yeah, and number two, Sorry. Chicago, uh, which is crazy. Chicago, really cool. That's that's real cool. Yeah, well, I think like Atlanta's gonna be like a really there's there's uh, with between Chattahoochee Hills and like Poplar Place, and then you know you've got you've got just such great access to go to Ocala or Aiken or the horse park in Kentucky. Like, I think it's just it's actually 
a surprisingly central location um, and plenty of show jumping to do around there. Like, you know, there's enough to keep us busy. That's for sure. That's really cool. So you already mentioned, as far as the business goes, uh, tell us a little bit about what you guys are doing. You said there's a lot of people, you guys are doing a lot of teaching. So Waylon, I know you're at a clinic now, so clearly your clinic business is still pumping. Jenny, do you do clinics and, and how, what do you got? What other type of business items do you guys do? I see Waylon, you're building drums. What do you guys got going over there? Selling horses or what's, what all do you guys do? Go ahead. Yeah. Jenny. So, um, Waylon's really passionate about the teaching and I, I also like it. I find that I'm not, as brave of a teacher as he is. So I'm, I kind of prefer the role of filling in with help. Like I'll, a lot of the times, like I'll watch clients lessons while Waylon teach teaches. And if I have something to input, I will. So a lot of the times they'll almost get a two for one, but, um, I sort of let Waylon do most of it. Um, I am really passionate about producing young horses and I really enjoy training them. And, um, you know, getting to know them, building a partnership with them, and then trying to see where they're best suited. Um, so earlier in the year, um, I actually sold my longtime partner, Fernhill Fortitude, um, on because um, somebody needed um, a horse to sort of learn the ropes on at the advanced level, and he's so kind and he's perfect for that. So he went to a great home and. With that, Waylon and I were able to take a really fun trip over to Ireland and England. We went to Carol G's and um, stopped in with Hollywood Head and James Avery. And so we ourselves brought home um, four really nice horses. No, sorry, three really nice horses for us. And then um, Lindsay, whose farm we're at, she bought a really nice young horse as well. So we've just been, with all the downtime, um, you know, putting, I've been putting my, our heads down and we've been just trying to train them and get them going. So hopefully, you know, we can either keep them or sell them on, um, so that we can buy more and produce them. Cause I mean, that's sort of the part that I, I really enjoy of it all. Yeah. And you're blooming good at it too. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Good answer. Good man. <laughs> I, I tell him, like, if he has a full day of lessons at the barn, I'll be like, I'll ride all the horses. You teach all the lessons. And then I'm like, you can show them, but I'll just ride them at home. I like that. <laughs> really? So you'd rather, yeah. you'd rather to, you'd rather do the behind the scenes work. I don't get me wrong. I do like competing. Um, I, I would, I like competing my horses that I know and that I don't have pressure to do well on because I measure success and how the horse is produced, you know, produced. So if a horse of mine has a silly 20, but he learned from it, I don't get bummed about that, but I don't want the pressure of somebody then looking at the record and saying, well, why did you have that 20 when it would have almost been worse if I had shoved him over the jump for no reason. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I, I do like competing, but I don't, Waylon's better on the catch rides and, and the ones that, are a little more squirrely, yeah. even though hopefully we're getting out of that situation of having to ride those. <laughs> yeah. Horses. yeah, no, like, um, that all sort of leads into something that I've just really started to be able to put together in my mind and, and like sort of a, a new way of thinking about what the horses need to be doing and sort of that, you know, having a results based program, which is something that, um, 
you know, you do when you have to sell horses and, and, uh, and, and you, you're getting sent a horse that's maybe had a bum record and, you know, you're the, you're, you're the guy that somebody says, okay, fix the record and get this thing sold down the road. And you know what? I am, I am now realizing that that is not, you know, a results based training program is really detrimental to the horses and their, and their long-term, you know, career, like where they can go and what they're going to be best at. So, you know, really trying to step away from saying like, okay, we just got to get a result this weekend and we're going to ride it, get the results. Rather, it's more important that we start to treat the competitions as just a, a moment in time of where the horse is at in his training, right? Rather than, rather than, um, you know, riding them around aggressive all the time, just, you know, even, you know, sometimes you end up out on course and you you push them past the distance because you want to get it done. But I think that we have to be more willing to like, let the horses make mistakes going like positive mistakes and like, you know, not be, not be, um, not be just determined to get the bloody ribbon or to make sure that the record is perfect. Cause you know, I think that you, a lot of, a lot of training gets left out when you're just thinking about the results. So, you know, I think both Jenny and I have really used this time of, of, you know, COVID and, and not being able to compete to, to change the philosophy from just trying to win an event to, you know what, what, you know, even if the horse has like a rail or two, did, did he jump? He can still, have, you can still have a good round, even if a, a horse has a rail, but, uh, you know, making sure that, yeah, a 20 doesn't define the horse, right? A 20 is just an example of a time that he didn't understand the question that was asked of him. It's not, it's not, this horse is a stopper. It's, you know, he just didn't understand it. Right. But he came back and he jumped it super the next time. And he's no worse for wear for having done something like that. So, um, that's well, and it's my, with the idea. My, my riding going, go ahead. Sorry. And it's sort of with the idea that if like, you know, if you're babying them and having to ride them hard and all that to the point where they're more scared of you or more focused on what you're doing on their back rather than focusing on their job, then they're not actually learning as much. And so all this philosophy is with the idea that the horses will be better trained, better focused, so that when you turn up at a big event or a four-star long or, you know, at any event that you want to be competitive at, you've done your homework at the shows and, and you know everything that that horse could do. So then, you know, you're not going to let them stop by any means, but you're, you've hopefully educated them in a way that they – have self-assurance assurance, and they're sure of themselves so they're not as dependent on you to do it all Absolutely. for them because I mean, we all we all make mistakes and no one's perfect all the time and let's be quite honest like the times that professional riders and anybody really would make the biggest mistakes would be when they're under the most amount of pressure probably because that's where nerves come in so you do have like it is a partnership between the rider and the horse and so if you know if the horse doesn't understand something on the day well you have to be there on the as a rider to help them understand and on that big day yeah maybe you have to shove them over it but they they know enough themselves that hopefully that 
those times are fewer and further between. Yeah, you've you've put enough you've put enough good rides and and you know I like to say like you're you're putting coins in the piggy bank right so that the time that you make a mistake there's some there's some there's some money in that bank for that horse to to bail you out. Um, but uh, if you're always riding around hard on them just to get the result, then you're taking money out of the bank right. That's all borrowed money at that point, and uh, and then maybe he's not going to have the confidence to help you out when you're not quite perfect. Well, and it's sort of like I have a young horse right now who he's Irish, he's only show jumps, he's really uneducated on the flat work, but right now if I went in to the dressage arena, I could I could pull him and push him and kick him and and probably do a lot of things that he didn't like to get a good test out of him, like a, a really good test out of him. But then I'll end up with a horse at a, at the four or five star level. If he makes it or wherever he ends up that I'm always having to pull him and kick him together rather than r- spending the time riding him properly now and saying, you know what? He just needs time to get stronger and exactly. just trying to educate him, but not worrying about if he doesn't win the dressage that day. Because hopefully he'll win the dressage at a later date because he's trained correctly. And I think, I mean, this is a whole bigger topic, but, you know, that could be one of the problems that we're seeing in America is, you know, not. It's a result. Yes. It's a result based. It's a result based system that's all based on getting horses sold in the end. And, uh, and then if they're never allowed to make a mistake coming up the levels, when they do make a mistake, at the upper levels, they also get written off, you know, you know, there's riders that have just had just an unlucky break, like at a big major games, like, and they have a silly 20, but because it's very public at a major game, that rider then gets written off for the next 10 years. And I'm not going to name any names, but I think that, you know, that particular rider that I'm thinking about, like he should be on every team, for the United States and for whatever reason, um, you know, one, one unfortunate mishap 10 years ago or whenever it was, it's like now he's written off as a team rider, right? Well, hopefully, hopefully he's not, but, (laughs) but, well, um, has been, he's been, he's been overlooked many, many times and it's just unfortunate, you know, when you look at how good a rider this person is and and now how good his horses are you know you know but yeah just one one mishap one mishap that one jump you know and then and then suddenly you know 10 years later he still hasn't made another team yeah mm. boy did yeah i get it i get Not it good. and you know what you're saying makes so much sense like I, I i totally get it let's take the time now educate the horse let the horse learn the right way to do it itself. So like you said, you're not carrying it and it's not looking for you the whole time. So you're more of a partnership instead of a 75, 25 thing, or, you know, you're more 50, 50 co partners well, exactly. in, that, in that relationship. Man, Karen, I didn't know we were going to well, take a, a, such a healthy turn know, in this, right? in this interview. <laughs> that's, that's super smart guys. I, I, Jenny and I, we, I mean, we, you know, we're working together every day. <clears throat> we're well, not every day because I'm up in Michigan, she's in Georgia, but <laughs> you know, we're there doing the horses every day and, and, uh, and you know, just, so we have a lot of time to like talk about this sort of stuff and think about like, okay, well, 
like, who do we want to be? Like, who do we really want to be in this sport? Do we just want to be the people that get it done? Or do we want to be the ones that like, you know, develop them slowly and create horses either for us or for people that want to buy them from us or, or, you know, work with us, you know, that, that are successful long-term, right? It's, it's, mm-hmm. A show is just a, a blip. Like one show is just a, uh, well, one result is just a uh, representation of where the horse is at that time in his career, but it's not a representation of the horse's entire career. Or what he will do. Or what, or what he will yeah. do, absolutely. Now, I like it. I think that and, that definitely sounds like the recipe for long-term success. And I think a lot of people listening to this are saying, hey, this is this is awesome. I'm mm-hmm. I'm thrilled. That's exciting. Well, we, hope, we hope so. And, like, another thing that we've started to do, too, is, like, um, I think Waylon and I both liked, you know, the idea of buying and selling horses. But we kind of had a conversation um, <coughs> when we were on, on our way, like, sitting in the airport going to Ireland, um, that we weren't ever going to buy a horse that didn't excite us and didn't make us want to ride it every day, even if it was good value or we thought we could make money on him or whatever. Like it had to be a horse that we would like riding for ourselves. Now that doesn't mean that every horse that we've imported will be a five-star horse or, you know, a upper level horse, but hopefully they have the brain to be trainable. They have the making to be a top level horse, but you know, some horses aren't, they aren't, but it was never a thought like, Oh, let's buy a cheap one that we can make money on it. Let's no. pick the ones that we like the best and find a way to make it work. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. in that way, Not you it. don't feel like, Oh, I have to get this horse sold because you don't mind keeping him because you love yeah. riding him. Right. right? Yeah. That sounds like a great, you guys, but they are all for sale. Man, I think that you're. I think that's like a, an amazing mission statement. Like the whole, the whole thing is your philosophy and everything. I think is so refreshing to hear someone say that out loud. It's uh, that's awesome. Well, like, like let's. Like, I mean, we really have to be. We have to face the fact that it's it's you know North America is not actually a super competitive place to event, right? So it is possible to force the results a little bit because there's not, you know, there's, there's like 2000 horses running at Aston the walls in England. Um, uh, I don't know what week, but it's coming up in uh, whenever they open up for theirs. And, you know, what the, the, the we're so big of a country that that's not possible. Or I mean, it's not, not it's not possible. And so, you know, we have divisions of a big division is a horse is a, is 30 horses. And over there they have, you know, 10 divisions of, of like 40 horses. Like it's, it's uh four or more. I mean, I, I was in, I, when I was over there 10 years ago, I went to Chatsworth and it was when it was still up uh, when we still had the world cup qualifiers and they had three 60 horse divisions of, CIC three star. Now it would be CCI four star short, but uh, um, it was just it. So it, it you know nothing compares. Like there's not even if you're competitive in the United States or Canada, 
there's another level out there and we're trying to figure out how how we can develop to, to get to that other level not just do well at your local yoke with so you know yeah. right and then like if you you know stick to the philosophy stick to the plan then hopefully you're just happen to do well or win most of the times you go out you know because you've done the homework it's not about trying to stop force a test you can you know for dressage a lot of the times over here i do feel like um not on every horse but you can force a test and get a good score even if the horse isn't super correctly trained but in england if you do that and you'll be at least fifth or sixth because there are that many more horses that are properly trained ahead of you, <laughs> you know, yeah. in your division and you're going to come up against them. So you're going to be yeah. half a point lower on every movement than they are Yeah, it's, because um, they took their time and educated their horses, you know, and I mean, and that's not to say everybody in England does it that way, but just looking at, some, you know, comparing the top, top riders to a lot of the top riders in this country, not all of course, but, um, yeah. And I mean, I'm definitely guilty of, you know, trying to manufacture a test for, um, um, for the day. And, you know, you have to on the day, but, um, it's because I had my horse when I was 16 years old and didn't know how to properly train a horse. So, you know, that, yeah. that carried through to the end of my career with, with that one. Yeah. It's, it's, it's gotta be about how you get the score or how you got the result and how you train the horse. Not, not, not just, you know, it's, it's, it's like, you know, if, if I were to become, if, if, you know, if somebody was to become like a multimillionaire, well, how did you get your money? Did you, did you get your multimillion by, by like, you know, steamrolling your competition and, uh, and, and, and sort of, you know, being, you know, you, you still have millions, but is that how you wanted to make it? Right. Don't you want to make, don't, don't you want to make your, you know, make your success, like, look like be a, uh, you want the journey, the journey is more important, right? You know, yeah. the, the road you take and how you get there is almost more important than, 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 than the final result. And I think in that in, in that kind of thinking, you know, some horses get to a level in eventing and it gets a little tough. So maybe they'd be better as a show jumper. But, you know, I think you see a lot of times, like it's just bang your head against the wall and keep eventing it, keep eventing it, keep eventing it. But, you know, is that in the horse's best interest? Would it be better as a dressage horse? Would it be better as a hunter? Right. You know, mm -hmm. so that we need to, we need to be more imaginative so that we're looking after the horses and, and making sure that it's all in their best interest. Like that they, they're in the start box. They know exactly what's going to happen out on course and they want it, right? They got to want it. Um, but they can't be there in the start box. So I'm like, I didn't like what happened last time and I don't want to go. Right. Yeah. You know, the attitude has to be positive and, and always like, come on, let's go do this. Right. Well, I mean, and what this is the last thing I'll say about it before we beat the dead horse on the topic, for lack of a better term. But we, um, of course, we're not doing that. But anyway, <laughs> just a saying. Um, 
Um, we have a horse in the barn that Whalen rides that was with a top professional for a long time. And they, you know, they tried to make him an event horse and he's not, he wasn't really suited for that. So they said, I'll sell him. He's, he's no good at this. And then, so, but the people that owned him loved, loved him. So they just wanted a, something for him to do so that they could keep owning him. Well then, you know, they try, they had connections to a dressage barn. So they sent him to do a dressage. Well, he really didn't like that. And, um, so, I mean, Waylon was up in Michigan, I guess, teaching, and he rode him. He thought, oh, let's try and make him a jumper. And the horse's personality, since he came, like, you know, he was a happy horse when he came and everything, but you can see his confidence now that he has because he's he's jumping the meter 20s now. And, I mean, we've had him for less than a year. And I think he may, you know, he had never jumped before that in, in a jumper ring. and um he'll be jumping hopefully a meter 30 by the end of the year but the horse is so happy and he wants to do it and you know I, I think he's a barn favorite now really because he's just a little teddy bear and yeah. you know he wants to work every day and the girls can ride him if they need to if we're out of town or laid up in a bed with a busted foot or <laughs> you know whatever <laughs> um but you know, it's it's important. It's really important to have the horses happy. Yeah. And what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. No, we love Cumbre. He's a good. He's a good boy. And uh, and uh, Maria, I, I I don't think I'm going to be able to see Maria as owner when I'm up here. But uh, but she, yeah, we 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 send her all the videos, and she's just so pleased that he's uh, he's found a job that uh, he's really enjoying. So we're excited about him. That's fantastic. Yeah. Well, I can definitely tell anyone who's listening to this at home is definitely probably getting their eyes opened up to mm-hmm. their new favorite trainers, Karen. What do you oh, think? Oh yeah, I yeah. think so. <laughs> now, hey, Waylon, moving on to one other subject. How is Jenny with a circular saw? Is she much help with, is, can she measure? Is she is she good at that stuff, building jumps? Yeah, so, so my philosophy is, um, <laughs> is one don't let her use a chainsaw. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, um, and I think that, uh, Jenny's a little, a little more, uh, she's a little more thoughtful. She, she knows that, you know, once you cut that board, that's the, that's, it's cut in half. So she's, she's been, she's, uh, she makes me, um, she makes me measure, measure twice and cut once. Now. <laughs> <laughs> she's a good foreman, huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's like, I got tired of the scrap wood in our yard. Let's scrap from this. Yeah. No, 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 no. She's like she's like picking up the slack at the at the factory. Yeah, the the s'mores don't <laughs> no. taste good from a uh, a pressure treated wood bonfire, so I'd stay away from. Them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> to be very honest, Rob, I I don't really have anything to do with making the. <laughs> Every once in a while, I'll lend him a hand, but other than that, he's up there working till late at night, and I'm usually at my home air conditioning by then. <laughs> it's my man. I get, I get to bring my, I get to bring my new bloodhound to the, to the, to the workshop and, and listen to all the music I want. And, uh, and, uh, yeah. Put on, like a, wood put on a flannel put shirt, put on a flannel shirt. <laughs> well, I'm not, not down in Alabama. I'll tell you what. <laughs> I, I ain't ever sweat. Like I've been sweating down there. <laughs> That's awesome. How's the jump business going? I see you got quite a few, you got some really nice stuff on the website. It looks like it's, uh, it's really taken off. For oh, you. well, I appreciate that. Thank, thank you very much. It's, it's, um, it's something that, uh, you know, my dad, my dad, uh, 
taught me how to do well he did it wasn't that he was especially teaching me how to do it but we when we ran that event uh my parents ran that event up at dreamcrest for like 30 years and uh my dad built all the jumps um and you know we did all the fencing on the farm like so you know he really taught me how to how to be efficient working and you know it's you know how to the right angles and sort of like the right shapes of the jumps that you really got to get a feel for because um you know they're they're you know some of the you just you just trying to i mean really i'm trying to just mimic what i see these professional builders mm-hmm. doing and uh and and so so i'm learning a lot about you know how the jumps get you know how they how strong they need to be and uh and sort of what different shapes and what different shapes and then how the horses then can jump like learn how to jump to just different shapes but um no it's going the, the business is going swimmingly because i i drove up here to michigan from from alabama with uh a load of jumps on the back of a truck and i've got them all sold and nice. it's sort of a great way to well i don't have to go to the airport now um i can spend a lot more time teaching because i'm driving and i'm not trying to not trying to i'm not trying to make a flight and uh and then you know the the trip is paid for and and more than uh with uh with having with having the jump so and uh so it's just it's been a good sort of side hustle i guess yeah, yeah nice. side hustle is a good word <laughs> i like i like everyone needs a side hustle everyone, yep, every- <laughs> everyone needs a side hustle yeah. for sure so hey and just before- i need a side hustle oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like you're pretty busy holding down the fort when when wayland's on the road so yeah. The um, well, he's gonna fire me now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's down a rider. Hey, just real quick before we kind of move on, the um Wayland, you mentioned about uh now Canada, the Olympics and everything like that. Were you I know Canada, you know, had qualifying issues and so forth. Is there any chance for, for Canada uh is there any changes for next year? Or is Canada have another shot to send more people or anything like that, or is everything pretty much kind of set yeah. the way it is? So as far as I know, and like the way that I approach the team is, is um, I'm going to do the best I can to make my horse the horse that they select. But as far as the details, uh, like, I mean, and so that's what I have to do. Right. And then once I do my job of trying to make my horse, the horse that I want them to select, well, it's really not up to me. So, so, I appreciate the question, but I don't know, but I also, it's not something that even concerns me because, um, either the horse is going to be the best horse that Canada can send or somebody else is going to be better. And both cases are, both cases are what needs to happen, right? You should never send a horse, you you know, you you might get, you might be butt hurt because somebody else gets sent. But at the end of the day, there was a committee that decided that, you know, they're a better, they're a better selection. So all of that sort of, I leave all of that other stuff to the people that are running the show as far as the team goes. And my job is simple. It's make my horse the horse that they want to select. And other than that, there's, there's nothing I can do about it. Even if I, even if I knew the ins and outs, but I don't think that they can send it. I think maybe they can send some individuals, but I, I don't think that they will send or will be able to send a full team because as far as I know the qualification 
of countries stand gotcha. as how they were. Yeah, but the, 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 the rider from Georgia knows more about it than I do. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's pretty healthy. It sounds like you guys are really a great, great headspace place right now. Like, I, th- I love it. Mm-hmm. I love it, Karen. And you've done a great job with Lancaster. We knew Lancaster in between your ownership time with him. And, and uh, you know, we've seen how he came along and, and just uh, your results are definitely, yeah, we can see the results. He's, um, you know, obviously last year was gutting like, uh, you know, in the lead at Fair Hill. And that's the first time that I've been that well placed after cross country at such a prestigious event. And, uh, you know, it just, the, the, it just didn't shake out the way I wanted to, but, um, you know, really have tried to take a step back with 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 him to go after the show jumping and and you know re- finding out that you know what it ain't the horse it's the darn rider that's got to get better right <laughs> I mean I'm I'm uh, I'm I'm working with a with a with a Grand Prix show jumper Olympian who understands event horses and you know what um, you know. I, as a rider, even a jump rider, I mean, I got to ride better on the dressage too, but at the end of the day, I got to, I got to ride well enough that I allow my horses to leave up the rails, not me, not me be the rider that's picking them up. So, you know, I've really taken a step back with him and uh, his owners, John and Michelle Coppin are like super excited for, for, you know, the program that I'm starting to put together for Lancaster and, uh, and I, I'm, you know, when we're putting in the work, we're, we're going to the trainer as often as we can. And, um, you know, I'm just hopeful that, that I can be the rider that Baxter needs me to be so that we can go and win something big. Heck yeah. I love it. Mm-hmm. I love Metro. Met, met, we went, met, we met Lancaster's owners and they're super sweet couple, nice folks. And, and, uh, just couldn't be happier. Uh, John, couldn't be happier for them or for you. Yeah. They're the best. Yeah. Yeah. So time for some fun. Karen. All right, time for some fun. We are gonna play the couple oh, cool. couples edition of Quick Fire Questions. Couples edition. Hello. <laughs> Hello. And quick fire Whoa. quick fire questions is brought to you by Equest File. Get your 14 day free trial by going to equestfile.com. Love those guys. All right. So be ready, guys. Be Here ready. we go. All right. So wait, how does this work? Okay, Sorry. This is we, okay. Do we need a- Uh, Do we need a (laughs) buzzer? Either one of you can answer. Why don't you direct it to who you want to answer first? All right. right. So, Jenny. You're both going to get this question. Who's better at backing the trailer? Me. Waylon. Waylon? Who's Uh, better? Jenny. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) I don't know. Waylon's pretty good at it, too. I don't know. Well, it was a unanimous answer. Okay. Waylon, who's a better cook? Oh, me. (laughs) Me. Jenny, me, me, me. Yeah, Waylon is definitely. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Waylon, what is Jenny's favorite drink? Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola. From a fountain, not from a bottle. <laughs> and it's got a fountain. Is he correct, Jenny? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Jenny, what is Waylon's? It, it can't. Yeah, it can't be from a fountain. Uh, <laughs> beer. <laughs> beer? 
for, beer. Yep. <laughs> for bonus points, what's his favorite brand? What's his flavor? <laughs> Yingling. <laughs> Yingling, although he's onto the Coors Light right now. We're, we live in a beer desert. It's all it's all Coors Light and and uh, and Natty Ultra. Oh. <laughs> oh, I would not survive Yingling, Pennsylvania beer, oldest brewery in America. Karen, hmm. can you get Yingling? You can't yeah, get Yingling down there, can you? Yeah, you can. But I'm I'm drinking a little bad blue right now. Oh, oh, oh. oh. go on! It's going Canadian, right? <laughs> what is it? Bad blue. There's Canadian beers get to my head. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Jenny, what is uh, fa- uh, Whalen's favorite food? Oh, that's—I wouldn't even know what that was. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> all food. Um, <laughs> I don't know, Whalen. Maiden doesn't even. Uh, know. Yeah, he doesn't even know. I like—I like—I do like—I do like a really, a really old cheddar with pickles. Yeah, pickles. Right. So oh, your yeah. charcuterie yeah. is cheddar and pickles together? Oh, you have oh no, you gotta do it. Like <laughs> don't take the old the oldest, sharpest cheddar, and then and you cut it up into little squares, and then you take a big dill pickle and you cut it up into little slices, <laughs> and then and then you put them together. And I'll tell you what, Rob, you will thank me. All right. I'm, that's, no, I'm doing it. So it's a pickle cheese it's sandwich. It's a pickle cheese sandwich. I'm in. Oh. <laughs> we know we know what's on Waylon's Christmas list. We're getting we're getting pickles and cheddar for Waylon. So well, that's not your favorite food, is it? Well, that's what I'm craving right now. <laughs> <laughs> Needs to stop in Wisconsin on yeah, his way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Last question: Who's more organized in the barn? <laughs> Jenny, <laughs> of course, is Jenny. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am definitely the more organized one. Uh-oh. I'm like, girl, the girls see me coming and they're like, oh, here comes an F5 hurricane. Coming. <laughs> <laughs> I, I get so mad because all the time I go into the tack room that I've like, I'll have just tidied it up and put everything away so it has a place, and I'll come in and everything's strewn about. And I'm like, Waylon, <laughs> it's not that hard to use something and then put it back where it's supposed to go. Okay. Now I'm going to PTSD because you do get mad. <laughs> <laughs> we found, we finally found it. We finally found, but everything seemed like perfect bliss and harmony until we. We we touched on the source. Uh, no, <laughs> you haven't. You have not seen it when Waylon tries to give me a lesson. That doesn't go well. Either. Oh, let's hear about this. Let's hear about this. How's it? <laughs> Tell us more. About uh, well, we've uh, just decided uh, that that should not happen anymore <laughs> because it was leading to fights. Oh. <laughs> but it 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 it's not a question of like knowledge or anything. It's just it's tone. I don't like your tone. What do you mean by that? Yeah, yeah. I have nothing. I have nothing to say about like what he was saying to me. It's like when he'll say it to me. Like if I'm going to a jump, he'll say something to me four strides away from the jump, which takes my my focus away from what I'm doing. Mm. So I'm like, you can't say it to me then. I might. <laughs> <laughs> The timing has never been that good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Well, hey, you know what? These are the things. As people that have been married for how long have we been married, Karen? 26? 26, 26 years. 26 years. 
That's that's the, the I can tell wow. you that you guys are onto something. You're, you're number one. You you guys have your complementary um, traits that you know you're yin and yang. You're you know I mean when you want a trailer back, you call Jenny. You know what I mean when you want some cheese and, <laughs> and pickles. You, and pickles you want to go, go to Wayland. But it, it, so that's number one is you have complementary skill sets and you, and you guys recognize them and you do it. And number two is you recognize what sets you off and what what causes arguments and causes trouble stay and away from you it. stay away from them so so uh sounds like you yeah. figured that out a lot quicker than, you figured that out a lot quicker than i ever did <laughs> it took me a long time i think oh, I'm like, we've been going years so we better learn something by now <laughs> <laughs> uh, i um i have to put a caveat to my one answer that i gave about okay. backing the trailer okay i gave myself a little handicap for being a girl because as far as girls go, I think I'm very good at backing a trailer, but Waylon is probably the better one. But if you're comparing genders to how they should <laughs> whoa, be. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> so as far as guys go, Waylon's okay, but you're like an excellent girl backer is what you're saying. <laughs> Yes. yes, that is one. <laughs> I was just now for the record. I was clarifying what you said, not that that's my thing. I believe in zero. No, but that is that is what I say. She does use her mirror as well. She's not turning around and hanging out the window or anything. <laughs> uh, well, that not, that's fine. That not loud. <laughs> Uh, oh, send all 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 problems with it, but any any uh any problems with that, send them to Jenny. Mm-hmm. Address those to Jenny. That wasn't me. <laughs> I believe in equality. <laughs> a plus plus. Yes, Karen. Uh, yes, of course. Well done. Well you guys done. nailed it. Love you're, it. You're ready. Ready. They you're are ready, ready for, for July twenty fifth. <laughs> for Jenny to hobble down with a boot. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Hopefully not. Yeah, <laughs> we'll see. Right. Uh, you'll you'll be good. I got a good feeling about this. Just a bruise. I think it's fine. I think it doesn't fine. hurt if I don't move it or think about it. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. There oh, you go. That's totally. Then you're good. good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, feel, I'm I'm feeling really embarrassed because. Karen, I think I called you Tracy at the start, and I've just learned so many names today that I'm really, I'm really sorry. Oh, I didn't hear it. I didn't hear it. That's all right. Don't sweat it. Yeah. Okay. Oh, well, I'm not. I call her different girls' radio. names all the time, and she's cold and cool with it. She gets it. Right, Sally? Yeah, there you go. Right. Right. Oh. Uh, we, mi- I we missed it. We missed yeah, it. I missed it. That's okay. You're a good man. Okay. Well, I, I, well, then now I'm doubly embarrassed. Well, <laughs> no, okay. yeah. I don't sweat. No one noticed. Nobody knows. I don't even know um, if you did. Unless Rob, uh-huh, right. well, I, uh, unless Rob introduced well, we'll, you we'll, earlier we'll with the uh, Tracy. Nah. <laughs> no, no worries. Yeah. And no. you're a gentleman. You're, you're a gentleman. You even apologize for something we didn't even hear. Karen was giving me dirty looks. She was like, oh, my God, I didn't want to make you feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the, it's the, you can take the Canadian out of Canada, but you can't take the uh, Canadian out of uh, yeah. the Canadian. That's the run now. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, this interview is going off the rails, Karen. Know, right? It's crazy. Right, right. But, you know, and, and Waylon has the best story of all time he ever told. When he told us how he gave the, oh, yeah. the episode, you got to go back to episode sixty-eight and listen to Wayland's all-time best story about he gave the <laughs> the number one sign to the locals in what country was that, Wayland? That uh, was Brazil. Brazil. We were down in Rio, and then <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> still moment. restricted. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, I do. Oh, 
I, so I was teaching a lesson to like a 12 year old kid, um, the other day or the other week or whatever it was. And at the end of the lesson, she came over to me like really shy. And, uh, and her mom was like, she, you know, little Susie Q's got something to say to you. I was like, Oh, okay. What, 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 uh, what, what's going on? And she, and she giggles a little bit and she says, has anybody ever told you you look just like Harry Potter? <laughs> I told her, I said, I said, I've been getting called Harry Potter since before you were born. Honey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Kids say funny stuff, man. I tell you. Kids. Yeah, I know. look like Harry Potter, guys. <laughs> She's not wrong. Well, <laughs> Jenny's had a thing for Harry. <laughs> that's funny. Oh, that's funny. Kids say oh, so yeah. oh, gosh. All right. So moving along. <laughs> so back on the rails, back everybody. On the rails. Okay. The, okay. The last time we had you both on. Um, we talked about advice for up and coming riders, you know, making it in a sport, but what is the best piece of advice both of you received before going out on your own? Oh, hmm. Jenny, you, you lead off. I, I, no. I, so is it, is it like the advice that we want to give them or is it yeah. the best Whatever way you want to answer it. If you us. got good advice, if you got good advice, share it. If you have advice for other people, share that. Actually, I have a good one. I'll go. Okay. Um, Leslie Law told me when I was at an under 25 camp one time, and this was, I mean, I think Waylon and I were dating. And he, and, but at that point, like Leslie wasn't talking about him specifically. But he did say, find somebody that you get along with and that you can be partners with in a business because it's easier to do it with somebody than on your own. Yeah. So if, if you have a friend, like it, it doesn't have to be a significant other. Like it can be a friend. Like I could almost do it with Caroline Martin because we're so close um, and we get along so well. But if you have that in your life, you know, even if you're not running your businesses together, you know, you might only have five horses yourself and your friend might only have five, but there's a really nice property with 10 stalls that you could rent. Um, so like, you know, and say, look, I'm renting five stalls, you're renting five stalls and try and split costs that way um because a lot of things are cheaper like if you're going out on your own um money is a big thing that if you're used to being supported by your parents you haven't really had to think about which i know when i went out on my own i was like oh yeah i, I know what i'm doing i i worry about money no you don't worry about money the same when it's your own money <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and um you know things are cheaper in bulk so just try and find you know, if you can find ways to use friends and surround yourself with good people who you trust. Um, and then, you know, cause a lot of the times when you first go off on your own too, you're not going to have a working student or you're not going to have somebody to help you. But I do think it's important to have a day or an afternoon or morning a week where you can do things that you need to get done because burnout is a true thing. Um, so if you have somebody in your life like that, that can help, you know, you have a day off and they feed your horses and they have a day off and you feed theirs. Um, or if you're away at a show or vice versa, it's important to have people in your life that you can count on. I guess that is the biggest 
thing. That's great yeah, advice. That is great advice. I love it. I guess for me, I'd go back to, um, and I would have been like years and years before I would have ever been um, doing, you know, you know, leaving to actually make a business for myself. But you know, my mom, my mom and dad, they were instrumental in my career in that you know they told me you you're not always going to ride you're not always going to make money riding horses you want to ride like you need to be able to ride any type of horse that comes your way so that you can accept any business that comes your way and do the best job but you gotta you gotta be you, you can't have a type of horse i guess is what i'm saying like there's you know um as you get older you might be able to you know limit which horses you take on or what but you know, when you're starting out, you have to take all comers and uh, you have to be able to, the same with the teaching, okay. like you got to be able to teach any kind of lesson and uh, to anybody and, and you got to be able to ride any kind of horse or at least, you know, or at least help people or at least give people good advice on what they could do with their, with any kind of horse. So um, it's just trying to be really open-minded and dynamic um, and not limiting yourself to, okay, I only ride this type of horse. Like, you know, I'm building, I'm building cross country jumps, riding horses, teaching lessons. Like you got to hustle. You got to do everything. Yeah. I I'm with you. Mm -hmm. I think that's a great idea. You can't definitely no, no, no place for an ego starting out when, no, (laughs) and you got, and you got to learn how to do that. You got to, you got to, you got to learn how to ride those horses that have different training needs. Yeah. You figure it out. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. Great, great Great advice. advice. I love it. Yep. Both Caroline Martin's one of our favorites too. She was just on. That's kind of funny that you mentioned how good of friends you guys are. That's- She's my maid of honor in our oh, wedding. Really? Oh, that's yep. so nice. Yeah. She's a good. She's a good. Good yep. girl for sure. We just interviewed her with. Uh, we did a roundtable with her and and, and uh, Liz, Liz and, and, and Jenny. Jenny Brannigan and. She's Bye. a yeah. great, great person. And, you know, her business kind of took a big turn. You know, she had to kind of reinvent her business and she did a great job of that too. And, and uh, you know, I think that's that's one thing about this, us doing this podcast that we enjoy the most is getting to, 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 to make friends with people and learn about how people run their business and then share that with, with the audience. Because, you know, we get lots and lots of emails about people saying, oh, geez, you know, like, you know, when they hear like your story, a lot of people are, are saying, Oh, thank God there's a different way to do it or, or different advice or, you know, mm-hmm. a different, a, a different people have different philosophies that are more in line with mine, you know, cause a lot of times you just feel like everything's so, everything's so, uh, um, kind of like you were saying early on, everything's performance based. Everything's per show. That's who gets the interviews in the magazines and the, and, and the podcast generally or, you know, the other podcasts, not necessarily ours. Cause we want to be with everybody, but um, definitely appreciate hearing your different perspective. And, and I know our fans are going to too, and, and it's awesome. Yeah. You know, your, your career is just that it's a body of work. It's, it's a, it's a, a career is, is determined over decades, not over a season of blue ribbons. So, you know, you have to, you know, you, 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 um, you gotta you gotta ride the highs when they're going, but uh, but they don't necessarily. That doesn't necessarily, you know. And and then the lows don't necessarily determine your career, right? You just you, you ride the highs and you and you weather the lows and you and you kick on and you and you laugh is what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, amen. And I guess I mean I guess there's a little blessing in this whole pandemic is like it sounds like you guys have some young horses that you're bringing up. So this is do you find this is giving you guys an opportunity? This kind of 
this show season that's kind of wishy-washy do you find that's helping you get get more prepared with these new horses that you brought on for sure i think so and um like i have a horse that i just moved up to advanced and Waylon has you know lancaster um and even with those ones like they're trained they know what they're supposed to do so it's just trying to make them better um all the time so i don't necessarily like you know you can look at the glass half full half empty you can say shoulda woulda coulda i wish i like i wish i could have taken my horse to rebecca farm this year and run him in his first four star long and and done all that but you know you got to look at it in a, in a positive way and say well i'm able to train him i'm able to give him some downtime he's not he's going to be a year older next year but his legs aren't going to have run that many more events you know he's in work he's in training he's learning more and so hopefully he'll be better prepared when he does go out and i and that's i think that's the same for young horses or or older horses um you know the ones that it probably affects the most are the horses that this might have been their last season or second to last season right. eventing um like those are the ones that it really affects and i feel really bad for their riders but yeah. for us we're lucky enough to be in a situation now that it it really hopefully won't affect us in a negative way yeah yeah no i think it's been really positive i don't think we're gonna i mean as far as yeah as far as you know where the horses are at in their careers um it's it's uh it's gonna be a year off type of thing um you know maybe lancaster missed out on two five stars but in the in the grand scheme of his career it ain't gonna mean it ain't gonna mean jack yeah right on right on to that I hear you. You guys yeah. are you guys are so healthy mentally. Jenny, not so much physically. Sometimes. <laughs> Man, you guys are. In, I really appreciate the headspace you guys are in. So, hey guys, we'll start winding this thing down here. It's so you know we you know Wayland's still on the road and everything. Um, as we just like always, we always like to just wrap these things up, finding out about sponsors, supporters that you guys would like to highlight, just to make sure that those guys are getting the recognition that they deserve. So who do you guys got uh, back there supporting, supporting you guys? Um, yeah, well, I mean, Michelle and John Coppin are my biggest supporters. And, um, and like, you know, the reason I'm up here doing a six day tour of lessons is because of her and, uh, and all the connections I've made through, through her. And, and I've, you know, I've got so many wonderful friends up here now. Um, and then, uh, and then just, you know, as far as as far as sponsors go, like Jenny Jenny knows the details on that. So Whalen Whalen's sponsored by Forest GA Saddles. Oh right, um, <laughs> love those saddles. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, love them saddles. Okay, um, and what you're sponsored by Avid Equestrian, a clothing company, right? Yeah. I don't my really logo. know your sponsors. Hello, logo. But anyway, no, I, I was sorry. You got sponsors. <laughs> yeah so um i mean i have to thank my parents both my mom and my dad um they have always supported me on this endeavor and now that we're on our own you know little things as i didn't have i, I had money in my bank account the other day but some technical difficulty it hadn't been in there long enough for me to send a money wire so i just called my mom up on the phone and said can you wire the money and i'll write you a check and she does things like that for me all the time um little ways to you know to help me get out of a pickle and that one actually helped waylon um 
and so things like that she's always there and waiting and (laughs) came down to came down to um pick me up today because i couldn't drive and all those things and then um trendy fernhills owners elise and phil de dominicus they are um awesome and i'm just sad that i don't get to see them enough because they live in maryland um but we talk and text all the time and um we'll be looking forward to seeing them at the wedding and then um i'm sponsored by devaku saddles for a long time um they were my first sponsor ever and i love their saddles they fit my horses great i'm also sponsored by castile denmark shirts um to try and help protect my skin from looking so wrinkly when i'm older and <laughs> <laughs> well and i'll appreciate that one hopefully <laughs> <laughs> and um um i'm also sponsored by mdc stirrups who um i know every time Waylon rides in one of my saddles he gets really jealous of my stirrups because they are the most supportive stirrups that i've ever ridden in and um for a long healthy horse is the last one and another longtime supporter of myself i don't have you know i don't use them as much anymore because i'm not up north but they have always supported me and um, Brendan Furlong and his son Adam run the drug company. So if you ever need a prescription filled or anything like that, they handle all that for me. So awesome. um, that's it. I love it. And then we have to say another huge thank you to Lindsay Lanier for mm. putting us up at her farm. And I was actually at her farm the first um, podcast that I did with you guys. I was there for the winter two winters ago. Right. and. She's been a longtime friend of mine and Waylon and her have gotten close. And, um, I mean, it's an amazing farm that you wouldn't dream of being able to have. So it's, um, super, super generous of her to put us up there. Yeah. We love it. Thank God for the sponsors and supporters and and everybody. And and that's why we like to recognize them because we, we definitely understand that without them is it's, it's a hard business uh, to do on your own without a team behind you. For sure. Definitely. So, last question: How do people? How do people? Now, everyone's going to be like, "Holy smokes! We got to check out this new website. We got to check out the new business. We got to, uh, you know, they want to get clinics and training and all this good stuff." How do people follow you guys? Social media, the new website. What do you guys got? Yeah. So, um, I know Waylon probably doesn't know much of this, but he's got a Facebook himself, um, Waylon Roberts. I've got Jenny Harris, but then we also have JWR Sport Horses Facebook page. We have. Instagram at, at JWR Sport Horses, and then our new website is JWRSportHorses.com. So we have a calendar up on there, which I try to update for the month in advance. Um, so everywhere we'll be or when we're around or gone. Um, so it's helpful for people to set up lessons. And then um, we have a contact page. We have a jump page so you can order uh, jumps directly on there or send us an email or shoot us a text and we're, we're happy to help in any way we can. Um, if anybody just needs some advice or somebody to talk to, we haven't been through it all, but we've been through a lot. And so we, we would like to help people that are going through things that maybe we could help with. Um, if any younger kids need somebody to talk to or advice, you know, just pick up the phone. Man. We're here. Yeah. I love it. I love you guys as a couple, man. This is awesome, Karen. Yeah, they're, they're the best? This is nice. <laughs> you guys are good. You guys are good. So listen, we'll let you go. Congratulations on the engagement. Yes. Best of luck, July 25th. We'll be seeing. Mm-hmm. Is it going to be, are you going to be Jenny 
Roberts or Jenny Karras Roberts? Or are you going to keep Jenny Karras? What's the plan? It'll definitely be Jenny Roberts. I, I don't think I'm um, sophisticated enough to hyphenate my name. So I think, <laughs> I think it'll just be, uh, yeah, Jenny Roberts or, yeah. Awesome. And then, uh, man. I yep. love it. So. I'm an old softy, Karen. I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a romantic deep down inside. You don't see I'm, it. You I'm going to hyphenate mine though. What's that? You're going to keep yours the same? <laughs> You're going to hyphenate it? Uh, yeah. I, yeah. I'm going to, I'd like to add a fifth initial to my four initials. So yeah. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Oh, He's getting delirious. He's been on the road know, all day. Right? <laughs> All right. cheese and pickles. Yeah, cheese and pickles. Hey, I'm, well, I'm going to do the cheese and pickles thing. And next time I see it, hopefully when the sh- shows get open and back up, maybe we can, uh, hopefully we're all in the same place at the same, at the same time sometime soon. And we'll, we'll, we'll toast to some uh, yingling and some cheese and pickles. How's that? At a distance. Sounds at good. Distance. Right, at a distance. <laughs> awesome, guys. Well, hey, thank you so much, Karen. Was this great? This was awesome. Thank you guys very much. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. What a pleasure. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Please like Major League Venting on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And join our community, Major League Venters, on Facebook. Cheers!